Well, it is time for the Word of God. This is my favorite part of the service. And we are very honored and privileged to have Pastor Kerry Robinson with us today. Uh, for those of you who don't know Pastor Kerry, him and his wife, Rianne, started C3 Limitless Church on North Gold Coast. And it has been an absolutely amazing church, absolutely thriving. Uh, he is, him and his wife have just recently announced they're going to be moving to Dallas in Texas in America to start another C3 church there. So let's give him a big warm C3 welcome this morning as he comes and shares. Come on, put your hands together for Josh Dodds. What a champion, champion. I've got to also thank uh, the Jeremy over there. Appreciate his friendship over the years and so good, so good. How many sense the presence of God in the place? It's stuck in this house right now. I honestly believe God's going to do something incredible in this service. I, I feel like there are some people that are about, they're, they're going to see some favor come in their direction this week. You see people in the marketplace, favor coming, finances unlocking, just favor coming all around about you. Come on, just lift your hands right now. Just receive that favor. I don't know about you, but I need favor. Thank you, Jesus. Such a good God. Such a good God. Such a good God. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. So good. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand in the place. Let's thank the band. We appreciate them. You're awesome. You can grab a seat and... Uh, Hey, well, uh, you heard right. Uh, we are about to head to Dallas, Texas. And uh, you, know, you know what? Um, I, I got to thank this church, honestly, because we wouldn't be here today without them, without your amazing pastors, pastors John and Danielle. Uh, you know what? Um, my heroes. And when we left Oxford Falls under great leadership of Pastor Phil, uh, we were sent uh, to Queensland to plant a church on the Gold Coast, and we came out as a satellite of this church. It was a mentoring your pastor, and uh, you know what, moments where I was like, I want to throw the talent and give up, and he said, don't give up. So, so we're still here today. It's your pastor's fault that I'm here. Uh, but I tell you, I love them dearly, and what he's built, what they've built as a couple, and you know what, I know it's not just them, there's an amazing team around this place. Come on, let's put our hands together for the dream team. But I honor Pastor John and Daniel, we love you. Absolutely amazing. We started a church 12 years ago down there. Uh, in that time, we've uh, you know, started a few other things. We started a church in Boston, seen a couple there. Uh, we, at the beginning of this year, started a church in Harvey Bay, uh, just up the road, two hours up the road there, and they're doing great, great couple up there, church in that space there. Uh, but God was not over with us. And after a prophetic word that Pastor Phil gave uh, myself in November last year, uh, it was, he, he, and his word simply was this. He said, your platform's about to change. The doors you're about to walk through are about to change. And, uh, you know, the people you're going to stand before are about to change. I kind of didn't know what that meant, and I kind of parked that message there, and I just sort of like, I'll, I'll just see where this goes. Within a month, two conversations sparked off something on the inside of me that led me to know that, you know what, God, I mean, the city has been in our heart. So me and my wife did a missions trip to Dallas. I don't know if you can do a missions trip to Dallas, but we did a mission. First year of marriage, and, and we did that. 
uh, we came back, loved it. What happened was is that we got a phone call from uh, the pastor of the church. He said, why don't you come back and be our, our um, you know, pastors, uh, sorry, uh, youth pastors. Now, it was sounded good, but it was not the right time. We were living in New Zealand at the time. But ever since then, there's kind of, there's been this burden. We kind of just found ourselves back in that city every time we're in the U.S. Uh, but you know what? A burden turned into a call. And uh, end of this year, started something again on the inside of us. And then uh, throughout January, we had alignment in a no- number of different areas of our life. We then, uh, you know, submitted upwards. And you know what? It was uh, February. We sat in the office upstairs and uh, was able to share with us everything that had taken place. And at the end of it, Pastor John was like, God's in this. You got the green light from the movement. And uh, so now we're going. New day. We're excited. We're pumped about it. And uh, you know what? Thankful for this church. Thank for your pastors. It's a beautiful thing. Also, I want to just go, uh, Sophia, would you stand up right now? This, she, she, she's from the Gold Coast and uh, she's an intern in this church here. And uh, so she's only been here a couple of weeks or so, a week, one week. So she doesn't know anyone. She doesn't have any friends. So invite her over to house for dinner, lunch, and, you know, she needs some friends. So uh, she's amazing. She's awesome. Her parents are the ones taking over us uh, in the place. And uh, you know what? She is amazing. And uh, you know what? Give her a hand. I'd love a show of hands in this place, but who here has ever received a prophetic word sometime in your life? You've received a prophetic word. Hands all over, probably 99% of the room in this place here. I kind of felt in my earlier years that when I got a prophetic word, and when it was rare for where I came from, uh, it was, you know, prophecy, uh, altar calls, never came from the traditional background that I had. But uh, when I started to get them, I was like rather excited about getting a prophetic. I don't know about you, but when I get prophetic words, it's like really cool. Like especially if you're going through a tough time. You know what I mean? When you're, you're walking through the valley of shadow of death, man, I mean, you just want to give up. You want to throw the towel in. You're doing it tough. And then you receive that prophetic word. It's like, woo, I'm going to get this. I'm pumped. Like, it's coming. Jesus. <laughs> like, like, I'm really excited when those things happen. But, but I had this mentality, and maybe you've had this mentality that, you know what, God was going to hand it to me on a silver platter. And I kind of discovered that there, when it came to prophetic words, there was a God part and then there was a me part. And I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. And so, so I discovered what that was. And I want to help you today because I kind of believe that there are people that kind of, you know, have got these, these prophetic words that have kind of fallen asleep, that they're lying dormant and you go, when's that going to happen? Maybe they were a false prophet. Maybe they weren't false prophet. Maybe it was a word from God. It's just that you were never equipped with what you need in order to fight for your prophetic word. And I'm going to tell you that the prophetic word that got you excited is enough for you to fight for. I'm telling you, your best days are ahead. And just because it hasn't happened, just because, uh, just understand that God's delay is not God's denial. Get that into your hearts. God's delay is not God's denial. It's a beautiful thing. So Father, we we position our hearts right now. We believe you're about to speak to us. You're about to get a hold of us, Lord God. In fact, God, I declare, Lord God, that as of this morning, Lord God, Father, that you would cause those prophetic uh, words, Father, to get motion. In fact, God, that it'd be even some people over the next week, next month, will start seeing some fulfillment in those areas, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 
First Timothy chapter 1 and uh, verses 18 is going to pop up behind me in the place here. And it says this, it says, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that you, by recalling them, may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some of you rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to faith. And here's the thing, there's a lot of people that their life has become a shipwreck, right? Uh, you know what, many of us in this room, in fact, all of us at some point was a bit of a shipwreck. And you know what, there are people that give their life to Christ to come to church, they start the road of discipleship, but they end up becoming shipwreck. And, and so there are prophetic words that come in our direction. And sometimes through delay, uh, you know what, moments of discouragement, our lives end up uh, a shipwreck. And maybe you know people that have, you know, that should be in church today, but their lives are shipwrecked. I don't want you to be that guy. I don't want you to be that girl. I don't want you to be that individual that had a promise spoken over your life. But where are they today? Where are they this month? They're gone. It's, uh, the marriage is over. The kids hate them. You know what? They, that they were meant to, she, she was meant to be prosperous, but you know what? The, the, she's gone bankrupt. The, he, he was meant to have a loving relationship, but you know what? Marriage is over. Kids don't want to spend. I don't want you to be that guy. I don't want you to be that girl. Your best days are ahead. Come on, tell the person next to you, your best days are ahead. Best days are ahead. So, so the scripture is referring to to, to, to this, this, this war that we've got to fight in order for our prophetic word to come play. Yeah. So three key things it talks about. Number one is recalling the prophetic word, faith, and a good conscience. Now we're going to focus on that first one very shortly. We're going to spend more time in that space there. Uh, we, we hear a lot of message about having a good conscience and faith. You would agree. We hear a lot on that space. There. But I just want to press in there a little bit here. How many would agree that if you don't resist temptation, you give in to temptation, you compromise, dance with compromise, dance with sin. How many people would agree with me you're gonna end up not having a too good a conscience in this place? All right, we've all been there, right? Right, a few people wanna be honest in this place. Hands up if you've been there before. And if you didn't put your hands up, maybe you did something last night. I don't know, we can pray for you soon about that or... Or whatever, but, but, but the truth of the matter is, is that we've all in this place had moments where we've done something we should have done. See, see, the enemy, he loves us. I mean, he hates us, but he, he comes along and he puts this stuff in front of us and it's like, man, yeah. I, I think of like that little mouse that walks into the farmer's house and in, through that little hole in the thing and, you know, there's a piece of cheese in the... <laughs> Don't ever do that, by the way, when you've got a cold right? Visuals, right, right there. I mean, he comes up and he sees the biggest piece of cheese and he's looking at cheese. He's like, I want some cheese. I want some cheese. Well, I mean, you know what? It's luring. It's dragging him over there. And man, he gets over to that point and he's just like, man, I can get in there. And it's just before he gets in there, he remembers the voice of his mum and don't do it. Don't do it because, you know, your Uncle Willie, he did it and he thought he was smart enough to get in and get out. And that's why he's got no tail right now and you don't want to do it. And it's like, man, man, I'm smarter than him. I'm fitter than him. I can get in and get it out. And so he's like, I'm going to do it. He's like, okay, one, two, bang. Just for those who were going to sleep there. 
I mean, the devil, he lures. The, the, the devil's your best friend. But as soon as you entertain him, he turns his back on you. You know what I'm talking about? You call, you, you, you call yourself a man of God. I mean, man of God? I mean, should you really be sitting in the front row after what you did? I saw what you did. 20 years ago. How old were you then, by the way? I saw you picking your nose and rubbing it in your sister's hair. You did the, let's see a prophetic word right there, word of knowledge right now. That was just to confirm that I'm a man of God in the place right now. Just, just to confirm that right there. That's awesome. You did that, did you? Did you? Don't, I was going to ask if you were going to eat it, but don't answer that one. But you know what he's like? He's, he, he, he's crazy. I mean, I mean, he's your best friend, but then, he, I mean, he's a lunatic. He's, he's, I mean, then he turns his back on you, and then, then, then he, he, he rejects you. You call yourself a man. You're a woman of God? Like, really? Like, after what you did? After you did what last night, last week? I mean, honestly, he turns his back on you, and he gets on your shoulder. I mean, Disney had that right, where they had the angel on one side and the other side convincing you either way. And you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go down to church. Maybe I shouldn't become that connect, uh, that, that, that group leader in the place. You hear what I'm saying? Like, there he is. Kind of reminds me of the story of a, uh, you know, two kids, uh, Johnny and Sally. Johnny and Sally, they were going to their grandparents' house uh, for the school holidays. They were excited about that. They had this big uh, farm, this location, and it was right on the river. They loved fishing. One of these rivers, you drop a, a line down, pull up some fish really easy. Or well, the story goes that they turn up and, uh, you know what, uh, Granddad had given Johnny his very first slingshot. Took him down the end of the farm, set up some cans, and uh, have a shot. Here's some stones. I mean, every time he did it, missed. Missed the camp. He's frustrated. We tried and tried, nothing happened. What happened was, he's like, you know, next thing, Grandma, dinner time. So she calls out and he's like walking back. And as he's walking back, Grandmother's pet duck walks in front of him out of frustration, hits him square in the head, right? Landed on the ground. Man, he knows that Grandma's going to go quackers over this one. So. What, what happens is, is that, you know what, he's like, what am I going to do? He's like, man, I'm in so much trouble. And so he picks it up and throws it on the wood pile and gets a whole lot of logs and dumps it on the top of the, so no one will find out about it. Right. What happens is he, he walks in. As he walks in, his sister Sally, she says, I saw everything you did. Well, they're going to have dinner, they sit down at the dinner table, and there they were, uh, you know, conversating. And he, he was pretty quiet, didn't want that to come up in the place, and Meal was over. Grandma said, Sally, it's, uh, I need you to do the dishes. And she goes, well, I'd love to do the dishes. I love doing dishes. But I think Johnny told me he wants to do the dishes tonight. She reached over and she said, remember the duck. Remember the duck. Johnny was like, yeah, I, I, I love doing dishes. I want to do the dishes. So he went and did the dishes. The next morning, it was fishing time. They got all their gear together, ready to go. Grandmother comes out and said, sorry, Sally, I need you to stay because you know what? We've got someone coming over and I need you to help me prepare lunch. She goes, well, I'd love to come and help you. But Johnny told me he wasn't feeling too well and he'd probably want to stay behind and help you out. Remember the duck. Remember the duck. Yeah, I'm not feeling too well. 
yeah, I, I, I'd much rather stay home and, and help you out, Grandma. Well, this went on day after day after day. Eventually, uh, you know, Johnny couldn't handle it anymore. He runs in, drops on his knees in front of Grandma. He said, I'm so sorry, Grandma, and, and confessed to it. She said, Johnny, you need to know this. He said, the other day when I was looking out the window of the kitchen, I saw you, I saw what you did. And I've been seeing what your sister has been doing to you. I've just been wondering how long you'll let your sister make a slave of you. And my question is this, is that, you know what? God has looked out of the heaven and he said, you know what? I've seen everything you've done. And I saw you come to church. I saw you give your life to Christ, but I'm just wondering how long you let the devil make a slave of you. You know, I'm telling you, it comes a moment we've got to go, you know, I'm, I'm going to reject this stuff and I'm going to get a good conscience. You hear what I'm saying? In order for to fight for the prophecy, we've got to fight for the prophecy, the prophetic word that God's got for us. And so when we get that prophetic word, you know what, we need to have good conscience because if we don't have a good conscience, the devil's going to say, you know what, your faith is not going to work. You're, you're cursed. You would have got this, but you know what, you're not going to get it anymore. Ever had that one? Ever had that, you know, the prey didn't come through, it's like, you're cursed, you're not gonna get this, and so you're gonna miss out, it's gonna go to someone else. You're gonna be the cursed child, right? Well, you know what, so, so we gotta make sure we get those things. But, but what I wanna focus on is this, this other one here, is, is, is bringing prophetic through recalling the prophetic word. And so how many know that our prophetic words are worth fighting for? I don't know about you, when, my, when I see these prophetic words so big, so I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I want that day. I'm excited about it. I've got to fight for that stuff. And so what we're going to do is we're going to learn the art of recalling that prophetic word. In other words, bringing it out, pulling it out, and, and recalling it, repeating back to God. So you've got to understand the greatest prayer that you can pray is telling God what He's already said to you. Whether it's the prophetic word or whether it's from the word of God on that space there. But see, God has his way of getting you where you need to get to. I think this is pretty cool because we can mess things up sometimes. <laughs> show of hands. Yeah, three, me. I want to show you something here in Exodus chapter 13, verses 17. Come up on the screen. It says this, when Pharaoh, I had a mind blank there. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Now, let me paraphrase that so you understand this. I would have taken you the shorter route, but because of the enemy and the conflict, the potential of you getting discouraged, I took you around the conflict because you weren't ready for the battle. See, see, God had prophetically spoken to Israel about them being in Canaan. But for 400 years, they were slaves in Egypt. And so prophetically, God had spoken to them. And although they weren't really in the right place and, and you know, really not seeking God the way they should be seeking God and having faith and trusting God, God still had a prophetic word. He needed to get them where they needed to get to. And what this tells me simply is this, is that, you know what, if, if God knows that you're not strong enough to get you where you need to get to, he'll take you around what you need to get around because that prophetic word is very important. Is that good news? But here's the other cool thing. The other cool thing is this, is that if you're walking through something right now and you're going through a battle, you're going through a storm right now, understand that God has given you the equipment, the gifts, the anointing to fight that fight and overcome. He's gonna get you where he's called you to go. 
Good preaching, Pastor. So so how how do we do this? How do we do this on the journey towards our prophetic? We've got to learn the art of confessing and declaring, speaking that out over our life. So whether it's sin, whether it's addiction, whether it's family, whether it's to do with our future uh, life, our future business, ministry, God has equipped us to win. Come on, let me tell, I need to speak, I believe I need to speak that to someone's heart. God has equipped you to win. Come on, get that finger out right now. Point to the person next to you. God has gifted you to win. All right. Now, now it says here in 1 Kings chapter four, before we read the scripture, there, there's, there's a lady. Uh, the, the Bible describes her as a well-to-do woman. And so we had Elijah, who's the, 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 the head prophet, right? He would travel around bringing prophetic words, speaking God's truth and words around the place. And so here's God's voice, here's God's prophetic word that would travel around. And she, she came to her husband, and let's have a look at this. It says in verse 10, it says, let's make us a small room on the top of our roof and put a bed in it, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he can stay here whenever he comes to us. So Elijah, remember, is a prophet. He was God's mouthpiece. This lady is saying the prophetic word, God needs to have place in our house. Right? And so we need to make sure that we make place for the prophetic words in our life. Right? Now, now and if you were to have a guest uh, uh, come to your house and stay at your house, a good host is going to do this. A good host is going to make room for them, make space for them. You're not going to forget them. You're going to listen to them and you're going to converse with them. You'd agree with me, right? You need to do the same when it comes to prophetic words. You need to make room for them, make space for them. You don't forget them. You listen to them and you converse with them, right? So this well-to-do woman, where did she build the house? Upstairs. She built the room upstairs. And this is the thing is this, is that, you know what? Uh, We've all got an upstairs. I don't know about you, but you know what? An upstairs can get cluttered with a whole lot of stuff. The attic upstairs, our minds, our brains has a lot of stinking thinking. And you know what? We've got to clear that stuff out because what happens when we've got stinking thinking, you know what? The enemy can get in amongst all that. The spiders and the snakes and all those things can, can get involved up here and convince us out of our prophecies saying that it'll never happen. It'll never come to pass. Well, here she is. She makes a decision. We're going to build a room upstairs. And you need to make room upstairs. That might mean that you need to clean some stuff out. How do you clean stuff out? Well, the Bible says we cast thoughts and imaginations down that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and we bring it into the captivity of Christ. In other words, remove the junk and put God's word back in there. Remove the lies, remove all those things that the enemy brings into us and replace it with what God says. So when he tells you it's not gonna happen, no, 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 no. The Bible says he'll make me the head and not the tail on top and not the bottom. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. The enemy will come at me in one direction, but flee in seven directions. You hearing what I'm saying? So, so we've, got, we've got to do that. We've got to place that in our place. So we're making decrees about God's word in our life, we're putting that. Now, I love this. In Job chapter 22 and verses 18, you're gonna love this scripture. (laughs) This is really cool. It says this, it says, you shall decree a thing and it will be established unto you. I don't know if you just heard what I said. You will decree it and it'll be established unto you. 
see, see, here's the thing. When it comes to a moment of prayer, when you get into a place where you start decreeing something, it gets angels active in our life. Now, you've all heard in this place that uh, we've got like a guardian angel next to us. Kind of sound pretty cool. I mean, as a little kid, I was a little bit scared about that. Get out of my room. I don't want you in my room. Just like, but, but you know, I don't believe actually we've got a guardian. I believe that we've got a whole host of them that's been assigned to our life. But, but see, here's the thing is, I believe there's a lot of angels that are in the unemployment line in heaven. Just sitting back going, you know, we got any work today? But because the only way you get angels working for you is when you speak the words back to God. When you start decreeing God's word, when you start decreeing his word or that prophetic word over your life. See, you're gonna understand angels know the origin of where the word came, whether it is in the word of God or whether it was a prophetic word that was spoken, but he knows the origin. And when they know, they're like, I'm going to this. I'm gonna get busy today. And see, here's the thing is this, and when you make a decision that, you know what? I'm gonna wake up, not just to pray, God help this and that. I'm gonna make a declaration that God is gonna shift things. I'm gonna make a declaration that prosperity's come. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna speak this stuff over my life and angels gonna get busy. Come on, they need a good workout. Some overweight, uh, you know, angels in heaven that just need a workout right now. And all it takes is for you to make some declarations in that place. Is that, am I getting in trouble for that one there, right there? Am I good there? Is it? But, but here, here's the thing is that lack is not my prophecy. Defeat is not my prophecy. Sickness is not my prophecy. Addiction's not my prophecy. Uh, depression's not my prophecy. I'm telling you, my prophecy is that my best days are ahead. Tell the person next to you, your best days are ahead. To God speaks to us. Carry around, you're going to Dallas. Whew, that's cool. We start talking to immigration. Well, you know what? It's not as easy as you can imagine. If you've been through that process from another nation trying to get into this nation, you understand what you're going to go through. It's not like you can get on a plane, turn up in the place there. They're like, you know what? We, we know we can go through all this process and no promises, by the way. And, uh, but by the way, when you get here, you can't get jobs. Well, hey, wait, just stop there a second. Just, I, 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 God told us we're going. So you know what? We need to survive in this space here. Well, you're going to understand that you can't get jobs. That means uh, you can't get a job. Uh, your wife can't. What about my daughter? Can she get it? No, she can't get a job either. So, okay, God, there's... Uh, Okay, this is faith. It's something we've got to step out and believe God for in this space. And, you know, it could take, you know, two or three years uh, to get the green card, worst case scenario. I know some people it takes a lot longer. I don't know how this is going to work. And so there I am just a few weeks ago in Dallas. I'm sitting with someone across the table and they were telling me, they, they pulled the scripture out, decree a thing and it'll be established unto you. And I was like, okay, t- tell me about that. And I mean, it's something I've known for years, but I kind of let a lapse in my life, kind of didn't go there at all. And he goes, man, I made a decision, you know what, to degree some stuff. And I, man, I started saying finances flow into my life. And I was like, I need a piece of that. Like, I, need a, I don't know if there's anyone else that needs a piece of that in your life. Your business needs an increase. Anyone here want more money in this place, right? Blessing to come, favor to come in your world. We well, see, you know, I, I'm flying back out through LA. I went to San Diego. And as I'm driving up the motorway, uh, we, we, you know, we were message told, go, go, go meet me. Someone that we hadn't seen for three years, meet me at Beverly Hills. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And uh, 
now, now we're driving up the road. We're just prior to that, uh, we, we're praying, we're saying, God, we declare in Jesus' name that despite the circumstances, what's been spoken, that you've got a way, you're gonna provide for all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We, we made, we held hands and we said, in Jesus' name, you're gonna bring blessing and to show that you're gonna lead us in this place. Well, what happened was we turned up, we sat down. We didn't even tell the, the, the great need behind it all, but he goes, you know what? I wanna throw $10,000 towards us in that space. My point is simply this, is that, you know what? This stuff works. And see, the Bible says, speak to your mountain. It doesn't say, think about your mountain. It doesn't say, you know what? Uh, worry about your mountain. It says, speak to your mountain. And I believe that every one of us in this place has some sort of mountain that's in the way of the prophetic word coming to pass in our life. You know, don't forget it. Don't, don't, don't hide from it. Come on, speak to it. Wake up every day. Every moment you think about it, you speak to your mountain. Be removed in Jesus' name. This is what God said. Greater is he that's in me. I'm gonna have victory. I'm gonna be the head and not the tail on top and not the bottom. You hear what I'm saying. So I, I believe that we need to put our angels to work in this place. I believe angels need to get to work and I want to put angels to work in this place. I, I could preach a little bit more on this space. But I'm not going to because I tell you this is that, you know what? Hell is not going to have victory. Demons are not going to have victory. Jesus is going to have victory. Your greatest days are yet to come in Jesus' name. I want us all to stand across this place because what I wanna do is I wanna just help you in this place here because I believe sitting inside the heart of every single individual in this room is a desire, a dream for a better day. I believe God speaks to us sometimes even prophetic dreams. But dreams come alive. It wasn't the pizza you ate the night before. It is a God-ordained prophetic dream for your future. But there's a mountain between you. There's a stupid little devil that gets in the way trying to convince you it ain't gonna come to pass. I wanna help you in this place. And I'm gonna turn this room into a bit of a prayer meeting. Can we do that right now? So can we right now just pray in the Holy Ghost right now? If you can't pray in the Holy Ghost, just thank God right now. But lift your voices right now. Lift your voices. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now, now what I want you to do, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your hands. Stop praying. But with your eyes closed, I want you to recall the prophetic word that God's spoken over your life. Now, whether someone, whether it was a pastor, prophet, evangelist, a group leader, but recall that prophetic word or the prophetic words. If you didn't receive one, maybe it was from the word of God. If you're in this place going, I've never had one in this place, let me give you one right now. God's called you to be the head and not the tail, on top and not the bottom. That's your prophetic word right there. can see it, right? We're going to fight for it. How, how many know? Look at me right now. It's important to fight for this thing. Who wants that life? Who wants that word to come to pass? Decree a thing and it'll be established unto you. So what's going to happen is we're going to just right now, just 30 seconds. I want you to pray 
And I want you to declare, I don't want you to be begging God. Oh, Jesus, please. I've been a good person. That don't work. No, I want you to decree a thing. Father, this is what you said through the man of God. This is what you said through your word. Repeat back to him what he says. Remember what I said. It is the most powerful prayer that you can pray is repeating back to God what he's already said. So repeat it to him and finish it with in Jesus' name and with all confidence, right? Clap, cheer, shout. You hearing what I'm saying? We're gonna do this for 20 seconds, no longer. 20 seconds, and then we're gonna clap and cheer because you're about to walk into your destiny. Are you ready? Here we go. Lift your voices. Decree a thing. Decree it. Decree it in Jesus' name. You're to be the head and not the tail on top and not the bottom. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Jesus, prosperity, success, favor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's put our hands together. Let's believe God. Believe God. Come on. Get excited, someone. Get excited. Woo! I'm going to do a couple of things right now, but I want you to grab a seat. But if you're a business owner, please stay standing. Or if you believe there's a business in you, you believe that sometime in the future you're called to start your own business, stand up in this place because we're going to do this over your business. I don't know about you, but you know what? When I'm working with business owners, there's a few mountains sometimes, a few impossible things in that place, standing in between you and them. And if, you, if, you, if your spouse or partner has a business they're not in this room, you can stand on their behalf right now. But there, there are some things right now we're going to go to, we're going to decree a thing over that business. We're going to declare that, you know what, favor is going to come. You ready for this? Now, I've got to say this. I got reminded, and I don't know if it's any of these people in this room here, but as I was driving up from the Gold Coast this morning, I saw some glasses that were shattered. Glasses, glasses. Not, not sunglasses, glasses. Uh, they were shattered. Uh, does any of this group stand up in the last month had their glasses shattered? Were you shattered someone else's or broke glass, something like that. If that person's in the room sitting down, you can stand right now. If that's who you are, let me know who you are. I wanna know who that person is. Did you just stand up? Right, did you just stand up? Broken arm, that's okay, all right. And you, was there anyone else? Two people in this room here. Over there, three people, it was very clear. Three people, one, two, three. Just lift your hands right now. I don't know who this is for right now. Did anyone actually shatter the glass? Just the glasses broke, that's fine. But the picture I got and the word I got was simply this, is that, you know what, there's been something about your future, uh, your future that's been shattered. At one stage, you had clarity. One stage, you had 20-20 vision and the spirit about your future. But for whatever reason, that thing was stood upon and that thing was shattered. And it costed you something to get replacement. And I feel like there is a cost that you're stepping into a new day, but God is about to hand to you. You're about to go through a season where you'll be established with fresh vision in Jesus' name. Fresh vision in Jesus' name. 2020 vision in the spirit into your future in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Receive that right now. But come on, let's just right now, let's, let's fight for our prophetic word. Business people, declare something. What did God say about your business? Decree it. Declare it. 
He promises in Deuteronomy 1 verse 11, He'll make you a thousand times bigger. Bless you is His promise. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, grab a seat quickly. Last group, if you've got ministry in your heart, you feel like you've been called to ministry, you're called to do something exciting for God. It could be a group. It could be a connect group leader. It could be a a youth leader, kids leader. Stand to your feet right now. There's a dream that there's ministry inside your heart. There's something that God's put. Let's fight for that right now. Fight for it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, the rest of us, stretch your hands out to them. Father, we fight, Lord God, for the souls. We fight for the souls in Jesus' name. Move, devil. Move in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, put your hands together. Give them some praise. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Church, I got to hand it back. I got to say this tonight. I'm sensing... God is going to do something incredibly powerful. I got prophetic words in me. I feel like there's some generational things that are going to be broken. I believe it's going to be all part of getting that prophetic word, those mountains out of the way so we can see God do something supernatural. If you believe it, put your hands together for Jesus. 